Okay, so to begin with, lie on your backs. Everybody just uh, lie on your back. And feel how you're resting on the floor. If you have uh, glasses on, you can take them off and leave them. You won't need them for the next hour. Leave them somewhere safe. Feldenkrais would uh, boast that he'd walked past thousands of pairs of glasses and never stepped on one, so they were safe, but I can't make that boast, so (laughs) put them somewhere safe. Okay, and feel how you're resting on the floor. How heavy do you feel? Where do you feel that heaviness mostly? What are the heavier parts that are really making contact, resting on the floor? Behind your pelvis, probably, your buttocks. How's your chest resting? Are you conscious of the weight your chest gives to the floor? Can you feel? Maybe the back of our chest and between our shoulder blades, sometimes that's almost invisible, almost numb, but can you feel the weight there? How do your shoulder blades rest? Are they touching the floor? Whole shoulder blade or just a corner? And your arms, everybody chose, in a way, subconsciously or unconsciously, chose to place their arms in a certain way. And it's not an accident, it's connected to all sorts of other things, but just without analyzing yet, just notice how you've placed your arms. Palm up, palm down, close to your body, farther away. Even maybe rested your hands on top of your belly. There's no right or wrong about this. This is just about noticing what you've done. Noticing what you've done without thinking about what you're doing. And feel how your legs rest as well in your resting position. How close together are your legs? How far apart? How did you place your legs when you weren't really thinking about how you should or what you were supposed to do? Just naturally lying down. Are they close together, farther apart? How do your toes point? The toes on one leg point further out towards the wall. The toes on the other leg point more towards the ceiling. How well can you distinguish these things internally? That's a big question behind all of this. A lot of this, maybe the answer to three quarters of the questions I've asked so far for you is, I don't know. And if that's the case, that's fine. So this is about developing the ability to sense yourself internally and sense your relationship with the world internally. So when you notice that you don't know what I'm talking about or you don't know the answer to the question, then that's fine. You just notice that. And maybe later in the lesson or in the next lesson or the one after, then something will become clear and you'll be able to notice or answer the question for yourself. So right now I just asked you, do the toes of one foot point more towards the ceiling than the toes of the other foot? And just check for yourself whether you can answer that question internally and which foot it is that's pointing more towards the ceiling. And then just lift your head and look up and look externally, use your eyes and look and see if what you see there matches what you felt internally or is it a surprise?
And just before we do anything, before we come up to sit, notice how, notice your breathing. Specifically, notice how your chest and your belly are expanding and subsiding. If you pay attention to the left side of your chest and belly, how much movement is there in your breathing? And then pay attention to the right side of your chest and belly. And see, does that move as much or does that move more? Or does that move less than your left side did? Does? Okay, and roll to your sides and come up to sit. And sit with your left leg bent in front of you and your right leg bent to the sides. So both your feet are off to the right. Your left leg's bent in front of you, your right leg bent back behind you. Yeah. And lean a little on your left hand beside you. And begin to bring your head forward and look up. Raise your head to look up. Bring your head forward and look up. And then come down again. So every uh, movement that I say is to do and repeat, not to do and hold. So it's about exploring the process, really, of doing the movement, not about getting anywhere. So you look forward and up. And then come back to where you started. And notice how much of yourself are you using to do that? Is that all happening in your neck? I didn't instruct you one way or another. I didn't say do this or that. I just said, you know, raise your head, look up, look forward and up. So that left a lot open to interpretation. So now is the part where you notice what was your interpretation. Was your interpretation to do it all with your neck? So if that's what you're doing, that's probably something that you do in many situations in your life, right? Do a lot of the movement with your neck. Let your awareness take in more than that, down your back, your spine, in your chest. Even just starting to pay attention to your chest and the length of your spine. And pay attention to your belly and down to your hip joints. If you just let your awareness take in more, maybe you'll feel Oh yeah, something could happen there too. Something could help with this movement. So you just continue to repeat the movement, but pay attention further down your back, your spine, your chest. Okay. And leave that and line your back and take a rest.
you're not resting to catch your breath. That wasn't a lot of work, what we just did. So use the rest to feel if anything's changed in your contact with the floor. Is anything different? Is this cool enough to open the window closed? It's okay. And maybe you notice something and maybe you don't. And whatever you notice is all right. And maybe there'll be some other movement we do and you'll notice some change. So roll to your side and come up to sit again. And sit in the same way with your left leg bent in front and your right leg bent back. Lean a little on your left hand. You can use your left hand to lean on. And now begin to look down and then look forward and up. So you add looking down to this movement and then look forward and up. And really begin to think of how you can make use of your chest, the length of your spine, your belly. As you look down, can you hold back, round backwards to let your head lower? Whatever movement you're doing, you can do what you need to do to take care of your own comfort. So if it's not comfortable to lean on your hand, you can lean on your fist, if that's irritating to your wrist, to lean on your hand. If you don't like, if it's not comfortable to lean on your hand at all, you can just let your hand rest or rest on your knee. It'll change the movement a little bit, but it's more important to be not preoccupied with discomfort while you're doing the movement than it is to do exactly what I tell you to do. So you make your own adaptation. That was a bit of an aside. Come back to the movement now and really pick, can you round your back backwards? Let your back round backwards, let your belly come in as you look down. And let your belly come forward and let your chest come forward as you look forward and up. So it's not just your head moving forwards, down, forwards and up, but your chest and the length of your spine, your back, rounding backwards. And then as your head comes forwards and up, your belly comes forward. So drop the idea that effective movement means pulling in your stomach and tightening your stomach, because sometimes to move the way you want to move, your stomach has to come forwards and your belly has to come out. Make use of that. And does that mean your hips are rolling, your pelvis is rolling a little? Do you feel your right hip joint lift a little away from the floor, move a little bit towards the floor? Is there any movement there at all as you raise and lower your head? Okay. Great, leave that, take another rest. Catch your breath. Compare the feeling of the length of your left side 
and the length of your right side. Does one side feel longer? Does your left side feel longer? Or your right side? And come up to sit again. And sit now with your right leg bent in front of you and your left leg bent back. So you sit the other way. Lean on your right hand now. I'll do the same movement on the other side. Lower your head to look down. And then look forwards and up. Now on this side, are you already taking advantage of something, something you learned on the other side, something you felt about how you can use your chest, how you can use your belly, how you can use your hips to raise and lower your head? As you lower your head, your back rounds backwards. As you raise your head, your chest and your belly can come forward, your low belly, your chest. Your back arches, your whole spine lifts your head. Do both sides of your back work equally or work the same way? You're sitting asymmetrically. So can you feel a difference in the way you use the right side of your back and the way you use the left side of your back? Does one side work harder, arch more? Leave that and come onto your back again. Another rest. And compare again the length of your left and right sides. Does it feel more even now?
And roll to your side and come up to sit again. And sit this time cross-legged. So with your legs crossed. Just rest your hands on your knees or wherever's comfortable on your thighs. And in this position with your legs crossed, lower your head, look down, raise your head, look up. And again, can you make use of the whole length of your back? Make use of your chest and your belly. Notice your shoulders, by the way. Are your shoulders just going along for the ride, or are you uh, really doing some work with your shoulders? Probably you don't need to do any work with your shoulders. Probably if you're tightening your shoulders, it's getting in the way of the movement. So as you repeat a movement like this, you can notice things like that. Let your awareness travel around your body. And find places where you're making an extra effort that you don't need. Maybe it's your jaw. Maybe it's your hands. Maybe your shoulders, in this case. And can you let the things that don't need to work not work? Just go along for the ride. So with this movement now, is your back working more symmetrically? Right? When your feet were off to one side, one side of your back had to work harder. Now like this, you're more or less symmetrical with your legs. Both sides of your back able to arch and round to raise and lower your head. And just switch the crossing of your legs. Put the other leg in front, whichever leg was behind, put it in front. And try the same movement like that with your legs crossed like that. You might notice a subtle difference. Okay, good, great. Lie on your backs, take a rest. Those who are regular in class haven't seen me because I've been away for three or four weeks. But I think I taught a whole lesson of exactly that movement just before I went away, didn't I? We did like raising and lowering the head in 50 different different positions. So you probably think I have some unhealthy obsession with this particular (laughs) movement. Another reason for doing movements uh, below the level of effort and strain in Feldenkrais is that we will spend a longer time maybe than you're used to exploring one theme or one movement. And you want to make it pleasant enough for yourself that you can keep exploring it with curiosity for that period of time and not get into any strain or struggle. But we will vary the theme a little. We won't keep on raising and lowering our heads for the full hour tonight. So go ahead and roll to your side. Come up to sit again. And sit with your left leg bent in front and your right leg bent back. Your left leg bent in front and your right leg bent back. And now take your left hand, put your left hand on the floor in front of you and begin to slide your left hand along the floor and let your head lower and then come back up. And just do a little movement to begin with. Just to start very small. Start with just a few inches and then come back. Don't go so far that you feel any kind of strain or like 
well, go only so far so that you feel it's easy to come back, right? You could just sort of stretch out and fall forwards and it would be a big effort to get back. But just go so that it's easy to go down and easy to come back. And so something we do in Feldenkrais in order to increase your range of possible movement is we don't go all the way to the end to start with. Start with the part of the movement that doesn't have any stress or strain or discomfort or struggle. And then just go a little bit farther every time. And you'd be surprised if you do that, just how far you can go. So you just start with a few inches and then go another little inch farther and then go another little inch farther. It's kind of opposite a bit to what we think. We think we have to go to the limit and then push the limit. Feldenkrais, we say, do the easy part and let the easy part get bigger. And let the easy part get bigger. And if you start to make this kind of, uh, it's almost like a little contract with your body where you say, okay, I'm not going to push you to the point where it's painful and uncomfortable. And actually your body rewards you in all sorts of ways. It becomes much more cooperative says, aha, I can trust you now. <laughs> Let's see, slide a little bit further forward, let your head drop, and begin to look to your right as you drop your head. So you turn your left ear towards the floor, so you're looking away from the arm that you're sliding, and you come back up. So as you slide your hand along the floor, you turn and look to your right. Come back up and feel how that goes together. Does that go together? And just go down so that the quality of the movement coming back up can be the same as the quality of the movement going down. And your hand can slide. Yoga mat might be a bit sticky. This is one reason we suggest putting a blanket on top of the yoga mat. And then try looking the other way. So as you slide your hand down, look to the left. And feel what that's like. Does that make as much sense as looking to the right? Does it feel, I don't know, does it go together? Does it not go together? Does it go together in a different way? And you can use your right hand in any way that's helpful to you. Okay, and leave that lying your back again, take a rest. And notice now how your back's lying on the floor, how you're making contact with the floor, and how your legs are resting. Has anything changed about that? About how your toes are pointing, how far apart your legs lie?
And pay attention to your breathing again. And notice your breathing on your left side and on your right side. How does that compare now? Is there more breathing into one side of your chest and belly now than in the other? And roll to your side and come up to sit again. And sit with your right leg bent in front, your left leg bent back. And slide your right hand now out along the floor in front of you. See what that's like on this side. How does that compare? And again, although you develop the movement to go far on the other side, start slow again on this side. Just do a few inches and then come back. So don't rush all the way to what you knew you could do on the other end, on the other side. But just start with a few inches and then come back. Let your head drop. And if it's easy, you can go a little bit farther. And let your face turn and look to the left as you slide your right hand on the floor. How does the turning of your head go together with the movement? And turn your face the other way now. Turn your face to the right as you slide your right hand on the floor. Let your neck be relaxed. Let your neck lengthen as you do this. So don't pull back with your neck. Let your head hang as you come down. And switch hands. Slide your left hand a little along the floor. Start slow. See what that's like. Just as far as you can go easily. And for some people, you already have a lot of flexibility in your hip joints or length in your spine. It's really easy just to go down all the way. So if that's the case for you, then what you want to work on is making it equally easy to come back up. So it's about connecting and balancing. For other people, it's more about finding flexibility in their hip joint or in the length of their spine, gradually and slowly. If you already go down very easily, then concentrate on the quality of going down and the quality of coming up. And slide both hands. Can you slide both hands out on the floor in front of you? And just go as far as is easy. You'll get the most out of it if you just stay within the limits of your own comfort and ease and don't try to do what you see your neighbor doing just because... They can go farther than you or whatever. And feel your belly coming down over your folded leg. And feel how your hips 
shift. Does your left hip lift a little further away from the floor as you come down? Okay, leave that, come onto your backs, take a rest. And come up to sit again. <coughs> Excuse me. Sit with your left leg bent in front and your right leg bent back. Slide both hands in front of you and see if you can come a little bit onto your elbows so you're resting on your elbows. And begin to see if you can straighten your right leg behind you. Let your right leg come back behind you. Can you straighten it out long on the floor behind you? And if you can't get your elbows down onto the floor to be in this position, then bring the floor up to your elbows. So go get yourself a cushion or anything if you want to make use of anything to bring the floor up to you. There's no reason the floor has to be where it is. It can adapt to you. In this classroom situation anyway, when you're walking down the street, the street's not going to adapt to you, but here you can adapt the floor to you. And so uh, stretch your leg out and bring it back up. So a few times bring your leg back behind you and bring it back up. And feel what shifts and what moves in your chest and your spine to let that happen. It's not just a movement in your hip joint. It's not just about stretching your hip joint, not at all. No, so feel what happens in your spine, your belly, your chest to let your leg come back behind you. And can you bring your leg, once you get your leg back behind you, and get it more or less straightened up behind you, can you have the top of your foot on the ground, your toe pointed down and away from you, so that you could begin to roll your heel left and right. Can you begin to roll your heel left and right? And rolling your heel left and right, that means rolling your whole leg. So your whole leg's sort of like a pencil. You're rolling it left and right. Your heel rolls left and right. Your knee rolls on the ground. You can try a few times, come back up, and then go down again and see if you can get your legs sort of straighter behind you to roll left and right. And uh as you roll your heel left and right, you feel your whole pelvis and your spine can 
be generating this rolling. So it's not just in the hip joint, but feel, can you use your whole pelvis moving back and forth to roll your leg? So your left hip joint's a little light on the floor. Your belly can move. You can use your whole torso to move, to roll your leg, to roll your leg like a pencil around itself. So make the connection with your legs so you're not just moving your heel and your lower leg. You're not just moving your lower leg left and right. But the whole length of your leg is rolling, your knees rolling on the ground, and your pelvis rolls and shifts and moves. Maybe even lifts up a little bit over your left foot to help roll your heel left and right. And if you can't feel that connection yet, then imagine you could feel it. Imagine you could roll your pelvis and roll your heel by rolling your pelvis. Okay. And bring your leg back up. Roll onto your back and take a rest. And compare how you feel now in your left and right sides, your left and right hip joints, your left and right legs. Do you feel any differences? I don't mean just the difference. You might feel that that was a bit of a stretch for one hip joint or something. You might feel some of that. But do you feel like one is more open than the other now? Or one leg's longer than the other? Does one side of your chest feel more open or longer than the other? So those kinds of questions give you uh, whatever we do with extra effort and unnecessary strain shortens the body. It makes us feel that our limbs are shorter, our spine's shorter, we're shorter. And then the more you let go of extra effort and strain and held tension, the more you feel yourself lengthening. And so that's the kind of trace you're looking for in these rests and these scans. You feel something feels longer than... That's something that you've learned to perceive more clearly, use more efficiently. That's somewhere you've learned to let go of extra tension. Sometimes after movement, then you're lying in the rest period and you feel you got shorter somewhere. And that's a little indication for yourself that you did too much. And the next time you do the movement, you just try being a little easier on yourself. Doing a little less. Now, it's kind of a joke, isn't it? I'm asking you to fold yourselves in half and stick your leg up behind you and almost do the splits, and I'm telling you to be easier on yourself and do a little less. But you try to put this contradiction together as we do it on the other side. So come up again. Come up and sit. <coughs> sit with your right leg in front of you and your left leg bent back now. 
And slide your two hands out along the floor. And if you need to take a little while to come down onto your elbows, do it a few times. Go ahead and do that. If you can come straight down onto your elbows, then just come onto your elbows. Work it out at your own pace. And lengthen now your left leg behind you. Try a few times lengthening out your left leg behind you and then come back. And just do it a few times because the easier you can make this movement of getting your left leg back there behind you, then the more freedom you'll have to move your heel once you're back there. So let's do it a few times and see if you can really make it a little bit easy to get your leg up behind you. How do you use your spine, your whole chest, your belly to do that? So it's not just the hip joint, but say you can almost feel your belly and your spine lengthening your leg for you, or you're using them to lengthen your leg. Let your head, let your neck, back of your neck be relaxed. It'll help you. And then when you've got your leg back behind you, straightened out, more or less comfortable, the top of your foot on the floor, begin to roll your heel left and right. Feel what that's like on this side. How easily can you roll your left heel now back and forth, left and right. Roll your whole leg from your back heel. Let your pelvis help you do that. Mm -hmm. The more you really have your leg straight back behind you, the more you can find that connection to rolling your hips and letting your whole pelvis take your leg left and right, your heel left and right. Feeling how your chest lets that happen, your waist, your belly, your shoulders even. I knew your shoulders controlled your... It's a different way your shoulders can control your uh, heel. Okay, great. Yeah, and then come onto your back. Come onto your back and take a rest. And come and sit up again. Sit with your, oh, wait till you get there before I say which leg where. Sit with your left leg in front and your right leg behind. Come forward onto your uh, elbows again in front of you. Slide your left leg back up behind you. Sorry, your right leg. <laughs> now we're getting into the really difficult movement, right? <laughs> Really difficult movement. We could do that too, but that's that's the break dancing lesson. That's next. Okay. So you slide your right leg back up behind you. And now can you turn your toes under so that you plant your toes as though you're gonna take off running, you know? Plant your toes under like at the starter's block. And can you push with your toes a little bit into the ground? Lift your let that lift your knee from the ground 
and let that lift your head so you lift your head and look up. So with this impulse from your foot, lifting your knee, pushing your leg forward, pushing your spine forward, you get some help to lift your head and look up in front of you, towards the wall in front of you. So the beginning, those might feel like two isolated or separate movements, but give yourself some time to play with it. As you're looking for a line from your toes, you can be pushing the length of your leg, and that length of your leg pushes the length of your spine. And that impulse, that push up the length of your spine, actually helps you lift your head and look up. So your belly will go forward. Relax your belly. Your spine arches. It's not just that your spine arches, it's not just that those back muscles are working, but that you get this impulse up your spine from your foot that supports your head to lift. You can almost feel it come up your, travel up your body, travel up from your foot to your knee to your hip to your spine, one block after another. And then that makes your head lift. Okay, great. Leave that, line your back, take a rest. And let's try that on the other side. So come up to sit with your right leg bent in front of you. Sit and bend your right leg in front of you, your left leg behind. Come down on your elbows and lengthen your left leg back behind you. Lengthen it straight back until you can tuck your toes under. And push off from your toes to lift your, let your knee lift. Let that impulse come up your spine and let that lift your head. And go gently and listen, each of your vertebrae one after the other.
How does that go on this side? Is it easier to find the connection or more difficult? Often with the left leg for a lot of people it might be easier. It's not actually as weird a movement as it seems. I'm actually doing the same thing right now myself. I'm using forces from the floor of my leg to support my head and lift my head. So I'm something we do all the time, standing and walking, carry our head with our foot. You're just doing it in an unusual position, unusual situation, so you can discover and feel some new things about it, find some new places to help yourself. Okay, great, and come onto your back. Take a rest. And notice what feels different about how you're lying on the floor now compared to an hour ago when we started the lesson. The heavy places behind your buttocks, behind your chest, maybe your head, your feet, behind your calves. How are they resting now? How's your back resting on the floor? How much of it's resting on the floor? How have you placed your arms and your legs without thinking about it? What was your spontaneous way of lying down now? And what we do at the end of the lesson, you roll to your side, come up to sit and come up to stand. And instead of rushing off and immediately folding up your mats and stuff, don't do that. But take a moment really to feel um, what feels new in standing and in walking. So at your own pace, whenever you're ready, you can roll and come up to sit. (coughs) And come up to stand. And just take a moment to see what standing feels like. You might immediately, when you come up to stand, feel something different from the usual, like, do you feel taller? Do you feel lighter? Do you feel your eyes are looking in a different direction or at a different level? Or your shoulders rest differently? Then begin to walk around a little. You might feel like your hips are working differently. Your legs are working differently. Or you might notice nothing now. I know somebody who came to classes for a long time in Toronto that I did. She said she always hated the walking around part at the end because she never felt anything. But she still loved Feldenkrais. So you might feel something in the next few days. Some movement you do is easier. Um, Getting in and out of your car or sitting at your desk or just some daily movement becomes somehow a little bit easier because of the ways that you've managed to connect yourself up tonight as you are exploring the movements. And if you've got any questions or comments or you want to talk to either Ron or I after class, as you know, every Wednesday night and this drop-in over the summer and 
you don't have to come every week. You can come when you feel like it. Not, it's an open class that way. So. Okay.